Hi, I'm Andy Psarianos. Hi, I'm Robin Potter. Hi, I'm Adam Gifford. This is the School of School Podcast. So welcome back to another episode of School School Podcast. I'm here with Andy and Adam. Hello, both. Hello, hello. Hi, Robin. And we are here. You see, I don't even have their attention to start. I I can barely get your attention to say hello. So I think that's actually a great introduction to what we're going to talk about on this episode, which is attention spans. Da-da-da-da. And... I'm kind of curious because uh, I know my two children have very different lengths of attention when they're talking to me. I don't even think I can, I can barely get either of their attention, but, but in particular, if they're not, if I don't have them focus with, you know, maybe I have a dangling a piece of candy in front of me or something, um, I'm easy to ignore. But what about in the classroom? I'm really curious these days. We've got a lot of things going on. Sometimes kids are allowed to have their phones in classrooms. How on earth do teachers keep their attention in the class? Well, I don't think people have have ever had great attention spans. I think the mind is meant to wander. It just wanders. The stream of consciousness thing is just like, you know, if you ever tried, you know, things like meditation, where you're supposed to keep your mind empty or what, you know, like it's almost impossible, right? You can't stop your mind from thinking or going in different directions. Some people can remain focused on things better than others, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, is, that, is it a new thing? Is it something that we created or has it always been like that? I've never had a great attention span. I still don't. But, but I'm actually fascinated, right? So, so I'm fascinated because... Clearly, attention is not a set thing. You know, if something's boring you to death, you're going to look elsewhere. If something yeah. sort of, I don't know, there's a fireworks display or something, it might hold your attention slightly longer. So, so it's obviously dependent on what you're doing. I think in the classroom, Rob, one of the nice things is, is that if you're teaching in a classroom, you're involved in something, there's enough going on that you actually, whilst you're paying attention to the whole class, you're actually kind of having your attention drawn in a million different things. So you're not paying attention to one thing at all. Because there's all stuff going on, a bit like your skyrockets going off all over the show. So, so it works well if you've not got a great attention span or, you know, because you're having to attend to all sorts of things all at once. Uh, at least you're, you know, I've, I used to have teachers when I was young who I think they attended to themselves and they, they just lectured for hours on end. And I'm not quite sure what they were attending to. Uh, it wasn't us. But... but I don't know. I, I'm Adam, fascinated by it. Yeah, go on. Peanuts, peanuts. The 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 cartoon. The, like the, Charlie, the Brown Charlie Brown and yeah, Lucy you, and the you team. Yeah. About, yeah, you know that yeah, was yeah. the thing yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 was the teacher that that was the teacher, right? Exactly. You know, like the, the, that was the classroom. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's all you heard because you weren't really paying any attention at all. And often that's all the kids hear, right? But that was that's not a new thing, is it? But yeah, so I, I guess, you know, Robin, but you seem to be implying or thinking that your kids' attention span is shorter than people's attention span was maybe when we were children. Maybe it's just more obvious how short it well, is. Well, it's obvious because you're the one that's trying to get them to pay attention to you, right? <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, and they have a device. You know, it's not just it's them looking out the window. You, maybe, yeah. The, well, yeah, and it's more obvious to me okay, that they're ignoring me rather maybe than maybe they have subtly. Maybe they have hyper extension. Like they maybe they're better at it because like my kids and and my wife. They're watching, we're watching stuff and they're like on their phones while we're watching stuff and they're, yes. they know what's going on. And I'm like, how do you do that? I can't do that. But see, I think, I think this is potentially chicken and the egg thing, right? Is, is that it's easy for, for, for me to sit back. Whenever I want to feel old, this is the sort of thing that I say. is like, well, the attention span of the youth today has gone to the pot. You know, it's awful. And, and it's, the, it's, the, it's the bloody computers and, and the phones that do it. Well, maybe the phones have just tapped into like that mobile sky, like, uh, you know, uh, what are they called? Fireworks display. You know, all it's doing is, is like, here's something that you can, like, spend a nanosecond on and then another one and another one and another one. And all it's doing is tapping into something we've always done. It's just that... It's like micro-learning. Yeah, hey, we're experts on that, <laughs> Hey, right? there we go. Uh, for listeners out there, refer to episode number... <laughs> Here are expertise on it. And maybe that's the case, that it's just tapped into something that we've always done. We've always done it. You know, like, we've we've wandered through the woods and looked at stuff. And again, I've sounded 100 years old as if we were just constantly wandering through the woods looking at stuff. But, uh, yeah, maybe it was, it's always been thus, yeah. that we've never yeah. really paid attention at all. Okay, okay, so... Let's say we've always had short attention okay, spans. I didn't even hear what you said, Adam. I was looking out the window thinking about something yeah, else. But right, right. what are we talking okay, about? Okay, but no, but seriously. Yeah. No, but what okay, so what do teachers do to get their yeah. students to focus on them and to actually that's that's going you back do to what the TikTok that's, does. That's a good yeah. question. No, I was going to say, I, I just think you do what TikTok does, is, is that you go, right, here's a snippet. Are you interested in it? Have a look, have a play with it for a moment. Now bring it back to this and then back to you and then this and that. And, oh, what's that? Oh, go and have a play with it. You, you know? Yeah, totally. And and it goes back to the old, 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 but like that structured learning, right? The exploration structured learning. Oh, what have you got in front of you there? Some cubes. Well, oh, what have you made? No way. Could you make a tail that's just one bigger than that? No, you couldn't, could you? I'll leave it to you. Oh, really? One less? No. What have you made? You know, that, that sort of thing. It's that same idea about dropping something in. Just drop it in, drop it in, drop it in, and you're just growing on what you're doing. I'm not sure that that's that different to what happens with any sort of programmable feature that oh, Andy likes looking at that. These are the types of things. So he likes looking at kittens that do something or whatever, you know, whatever your bent is, Andy. And, and it learns that, right, so now I'm going to drop this in and this in and this in, and it will keep him coming back for more. And I guess that's kind of what we try to tap into teaching, I would have thought. But there are things, too, that, so those are the small sort of, like, things that you do in the moment. But there are other larger things that you can do that help as well, I believe. One is routines, classroom routines. So you set an, an expectation as to what's going to happen next, right? And so that people are aware of what the process is going to be. And then if you can kind of uh, not automate it, but, you know, make it so, so predictable in a way that, 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 you know, it's like, I don't know if you have, can think of lots of different areas in your life where this applies, you know, like just getting up in the morning, you know, you get up in the morning and what, what do you do next? Do you, do you brush your teeth? Do you comb your hair? Do you have a shower? You know, all these different things are, are routines that uh, you apply. You apply those to your your day-to-day, -day, right? And then they help you 
uh, with with dealing with some of that attention span stuff. And the, the other thing is is kind of the internal dialogue that you um, you get in your mind. Like for example, um, this metacognitive dialogue that you have. So you can train that into kids to say like, okay, if you keep asking them the same questions all the time, eventually they'll start asking themselves those questions, you know, so that metacognitive dialogue, right? So you can train, it's like kind of like training, a, I don't want to say training a dog because it's like, well, I don't want to reduce it down to that, but, but, it, but it is, you know, dogs, dogs know routines, like, you know, every afternoon at 4.30, I take the dogs for a walk, right? Well, 4.35, the dogs are like just hopping around the house. We haven't gone for a walk yet, right? They're like, what's going on? It's 4.35. Now it's walk time, right? So so routines, metacognitive scripts that you can implant in their brain, like, oh, how do you know? You know, are you sure? You know, did you check with your friend, right? Those things, they all help with that, those attention span things because because we like routines, right? And we just fall into them. So they can yeah. help. They can and help. And being interactive. Yeah. yeah have, being using a, you know, engaging, and making them. Yeah, exactly. Knowing that they have to talk to the person next to them or, or that there's an expectation that they're going to have to do this, that, and whatever. That, that keeps them on task. And those things do help. They do help. Uh, I think if you leave people to themselves for too long, they will drift, right? You know? Um, but the question is how long? Like... Because the, the other factor is you don't want to interrupt them all the time either, right? So it's like, keep it moving, keep it moving. But, you know, hey, they're having this profound thing and you're like, I'm going to interrupt you now and I want you to do what I'm thinking all the time isn't helpful either. So, yeah. And I guess I guess that's the judgment call of the teacher, right? And that will be dependent on all sorts of things. So if you're doing something that you love, I imagine if it's a music lesson, Andy, then it's something that you're probably not going to need too much encouragement. And I'm just going to give you a couple of tips every now and then where necessary, you know, and you're probably going to be attending to that. No problem whatsoever. Whereas, you know, I might need a bit more coaxing or, or, or something, a different approach. Well, here's an interesting thing. Yeah, you just kind of touched on something there that I was thinking about earlier. Where, when you look at something like, so I, you know, I, I'm big into music, right? But I know Robin, you're, you're, you know, you're really into fitness, and and Adam, I know you probably have some stuff that you do that's, you know, also kind of like more self. I don't want to say self-centered, but it's kind of like where you you have to go into some kind of zone, right? So I've recently I've taken up rowing, inspired by my son. I've got. I've got myself a rowing machine and every morning I, I, I do like, you know, a good, good go on the rowing machine. I get in some kind of zone when I'm in there. What's my attention span there, right? Or if I'm playing music, my brain is, is in a completely different place than when I'm not doing those kinds of things, right? Something happens there. I don't know what it is. I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a hypnosis or something where you kind of lose your... You know, this channel opens up. This just channel opens up where you can do things without even considering them. Like you can, I can play music. When I play music, when I start thinking about what I'm playing, it all falls apart. It just collapses. There's just this channel. What, what is that thing? And what does that have to do with attention span? Well, yeah, that's a whole other topic. But I, I agree that it's almost like we have an attention span. It's something that we're being forced to focus on rather than the flow, as you discuss, where it just comes naturally. And so you're, you're just in this state rather than having to try and pay attention to what you're doing. 
Well, I see. Yeah. I think the routines open that flow, right? It's the same when you work. Sometimes when you're working, you know, there's certain elements of what you're doing where you just boom, you're in it, and then time just passes. You know? Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I it it reminds me of um. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book Outliers. I don't know if mm. you've read it. Yeah, great book. Yes. So, so yeah. I think perhaps you know, like he's talking about the, the the fact that people excel, but practice a lot of practice, and, and it becomes, and and maybe that's what we're talking about. Maybe the things that we love and we do anyway, and we've done for a long time, that that you reach a level that allows you to get that sort of hyper focus, that just the, that 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 everything else disappears because you're no longer consciously thinking about lots of moving parts. You know, you're just doing. You, you're just doing. And you hear, I mean, you most often hear it because they're on the, the telly, like sports people, where they just say, I was in the zone, I couldn't hear anything else, I couldn't hear the crowd, I couldn't, you know, it was just, you heard about like McEnroe, the ball was this big and it was unmissable, you know, and, and that that sort of thing. And I, I just wonder if you can reach a stage with some things where you're not attending to anything to, to, to get, just you can just kind of let go almost because all of those uh the the sort of functions that most of us would need to think about it to make it happen you don't have to attend to them anymore there's there's just something that you can go with it's beyond my level of expertise but i just i, I think it's really interesting that that way of describing something where you can kind of just let go and something else happens or, or the, the the focus becomes absolute yeah it's the muse right it's like when you you talk about you know artists talk about it all the time whether they're painters and they say you know i don't know i didn't know i wasn't even thinking about it i just this is what came out right or 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 songwriters and poets they're like i don't know who wrote this song i didn't write it I just woke you know i just got my pen out and it just came out i wasn't even thinking about it i don't know where it came from you know um it's interesting, right? Is that the opposite of the lack of attention span, or is it? But I wonder how much attention you've know. paid. Maybe that's the payoff for attention, right? Because it, chances are, I don't know this to be true, by the way, but most of the time when you hear people describing that situation, they've put in a lot of time practicing effectively and learning prior to getting to that level. So I guess the attention's, it's the payoff. It's the attention payoff at the end of it perhaps i don't know it's interesting well, it's, i'm fascinated by it, it you know I, I i i'm not a neuroscientist i'm not a psychologist i'm not you know all the disclaimers let's be here. clear i don't know <laughs> i don't know anything about any of this stuff and i have no idea what i'm talking about but it's kind of like there's this part of your brain that likes to think it's in control right which which speaks english right you know what i mean and it and it says things to you and it does things right and, and that's kind of like where you exist most of the time. And sometimes it's kind of like you can just like wipe that away. And then the rest of your brain, which doesn't speak English and doesn't have, you have absolutely no control over, can do these remarkable things. And that's where all the remarkable things seem to happen. You know, the cleverness, the creativity, the sort of like inspiration and these aha moments that pop out. It's almost kind of like, how do you strip that bit of the brain away so that all that other really smart part of you can actually go to work? And this ego that's in the way that's trying to control everything is kind of messing stuff up. And that's the one that has the problem with the attention span in my mind, right? Because it's kind of like a four-year-old and it's just not even a four-year-old. It's like an 18-month-old 
just learning how to walk and getting into everything, right? And it can't stop itself, you know? It's almost like this, it's like, I don't know. I should write, this is my own psychology theory here, right? <laughs> oh, it's fascinating though. We need yeah. to get someone on who, who, who can who knows help, all who, de- who demystifies <laughs> who, some Who might some be a neuroscientist. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are people who understand this stuff, you know, much more profoundly, but we don't need, it's not even about the mechanics of how it works, I don't no. think. It's just more just kind of like the, you know. And I'd like to think there's a part that people don't know, actually, I've decided, because you think of all the great creatives. You know, I'd like to think there's a part of that that just remains mystical. Yeah. I think that, well, you know. So so when you look at, you know, so you think you get better with time, for example, right? But you look at, you know, I remember hearing, um, who was it? Bob Dylan was talking about this, you know, and he said, like, yeah, those songs that I wrote, that the, the songs that we all know, that Bob Dylan's like, I don't know where that person was. <laughs> I don't even know where that person was. I don't remember writing. I don't even know how I wrote those songs. But I can tell you, I can't write them anymore. It, I don't know how it happened. Like, I wasn't present. That's kind of how he talks about it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. I, I love it. It's fascinating. Wow. We need to find out more. I'm not sure what the find out more part is. We but, do. But I'm curious anyway. Let, let's see if we can get Bob Dylan on the podcast. Though. I think that'd be a yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, work on it. I'm Let me just sh- send I'm him sure a message. Say yes. <laughs> Get a sample tape ready to end, just in case he signs you up and, and sort of, you know, takes it from there. <laughs> Do we answer your question? Do we get back to yeah, and, and the kids, so. Robin? It's just the kids. It's just not a teacher. It's just it's just your own children for all of us. I it's just know, my maybe own not for children. Andy, but I, I can empathise. Okay, well, that makes me feel better. Well, here's, a, here's, a, here's an interesting question. What's more important? Is it attention span or stream of consciousness? Truth. That's another episode. I don't know. Can we come back to that one? Can, yeah. I, get, can I just give it a bit of thought? Yeah, think about it. Don't lose his attention on it, though. All Just right. gotta stay focused. Thank you for joining us on the School of School podcast.